The Productive Woman, Episode 413. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about the concept of quality versus quantity in various areas of our productive lives. You'll find links and some additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 413. Centuries ago, Seneca the Younger advised that the wise man will always reflect concerning the quality, not the quantity, of life. And of course, this applies to women too. The wise woman will reflect concerning the quality, not the quantity, of life. Of course, we will all want to live long lives. The number of days we have on earth matters to us, but the quality of our life matters more, doesn't it? We want to live a meaningful life. We want to live a good life surrounded by people that we care about and who care about us and doing things that are meaningful to us. So quantity matters, but quality of life matters as well. And I wanted to uh, talk about that a little bit this week. Something I read kind of got me thinking about this concept of quantity versus quality or the reverse. So quality, well, I looked up the word in the dictionary, and according to the dictionary I looked at, one meaning of quality is the degree of excellence of something. So we want quality in our life, don't we? We want our lives to be excellent. We want our contribution to the world to be excellent. We want the work that we do to be excellent and to be surrounded by excellence is a good goal, I think. But quality is subjective, right? It it has uh, meaning to us specifically. And as we talk about this concept today of quality versus quantity in various areas of our life, I want you to maybe be thinking about what does that mean to you for something to be quality, uh, to have a degree of excellence? And just, you know, keep that in the back of your mind uh, as to how you define excellence, how you define quality in these various areas. And so the first thing, aside from the definition that we just talked about, is another question. Why does it matter? Why does quality versus quantity, why is it an issue and why does it matter? And I found uh, an interesting blog post. Uh, there's a, a woman named Christine who has her, her blog is called Lex, or sorry, is called Less But Lux, L-U-X-E. And she wrote a post sharing seven reasons why we should choose quality over quantity. And she goes into, you know, some specifics about each of these reasons. And so I will link this article in the show notes. It's worth reading. It was interesting to me. But briefly, the the seven reasons she gives, first of all, she says, investing in quality saves you money. And here she's talking about, I think, possessions and things. Uh, And the concept is that you may spend more upfront 
for a quality item as opposed to a, a less expensive item. But quality items generally are more durable, they last longer, and sometimes buying cheaper items really is a false economy, right? Because it seems, you, you know, you're spending less money up front, but you end up replacing them more often. And so according to Christine, investing in quality over the long run or even the mid-run, mid-term run, uh, saves you money. Her second reason why we should choose quality over quantity is that choosing quality saves you time and energy. And briefly, her explanation of that is quality items last longer and hold up better. So you, you spend less time out there searching for and buying replacements and less time fixing what's fallen apart, among other things. Her third reason for preferring quality over quantity is that, that it supports sustainability. As she puts it in her article, when you love your quality items and take good care of them, they'll last longer. Thus, they are less of a burden for our environment compared to the usual throwaway stuff. And I think there's some real um, wisdom in that idea. You know, there is so much stuff that we can buy that's just cheap, it doesn't last very long, and it just ends up in the landfill. Whereas buying a quality item, whether it's a tool or an item of clothing or just anything, a quality item is going to last longer. And, and, you know, even if you don't want it anymore, don't need it anymore, it still may be in good enough shape that you can pass it on to someone else rather than just throwing it away because it broke, you know, 15 minutes after you started using it. Her fourth reason is that a quality over quantity approach reduces stress and overwhelm. And here her concept is that uh, when you buy less stuff, but you buy quality stuff, you have less to take care of. You're spending less time on repair and maintenance, less time being frustrated because something's not working the way it's supposed to. She notes in the article, an abundance of things, tasks, obligations, and choices tends to overwhelm us. We simply can't have, handle, and be everything. And I agree with her there. The more options you have, the more activities you're involved in, the more stuff you have, um, the more uh, worn out you're going to get. You have you can suffer decision fatigue, and it's just too much, too much. And so I agree with her that it's it's going to reduce that overwhelm and the stress that can come with it all. Her fifth reason is she says that quality brings more satisfaction and happiness. And she goes into some detail about this in the article, but one example she offers is food. For instance, the difference in satisfaction and happiness between binging on a lot of mediocre chocolate versus truly savoring one piece, one maybe two pieces of really high quality chocolate. Um, Quality food is more nourishing to our bodies than, than you know, less high-quality food uh, is another example. So it's better to choose quality over quantity because it brings more satisfaction over time. Her sixth reason is that quality makes you care more. And again, she goes into more detail in the article, but... Uh, 
basically, whether you're talking about possessions or relationships or activities or anything else in our life, we care more about those high quality options that we've chosen intentionally than a multitude of mindless options, whether it's possessions or relationships or whatever. And we'll talk more about that as we go along in this episode. Um, but I, I agree with her there. We care more about the quality stuff. Um, I think of um, we invested this last year in a really good piano for my husband, who's a really gifted musician. And I think he cares more about the piano that we invested a little more money in than the less expensive one that we he played for a long time that we bought you know, a few years before that. He cares more about it. He cares for it. And he enjoys it more too. Going back to reason number five, he gets more satisfaction out of playing this higher quality piano than he did um, out of the the less lesser quality one that we had before. And finally, her seventh reason for why we should choose quality over quantity is that she says, choosing quality is an act of self-love. So it's actually a way of caring for yourself. As she puts it in the article, by not wasting time and energy on low-quality stuff, we can direct those precious resources, our time and and our energy, to what really matters to us. Inviting quality in your life, she says, is telling yourself daily that you're worth it. That resonated with me. And I think of certain things that I have, you know, kind of skimped on and and, and bought on the cheap because I just didn't feel justified in investing in something better. And I, I like this idea. I've been thinking a lot about you know, what she said here, that inviting quality in your life is telling yourself daily that you're worth it. So thinking about those seven reasons, and I've, I've linked in the show notes not only to her article, but to a couple of others that I looked at as I was kind of researching and thinking about this concept of quality over quantity. And you can, so you can find those linked in the show notes. But applying those reasons or thinking about those reasons what are some areas of our life where we should consider a quality over quantity approach? And I came up with a few, and I'd love to know your thoughts on these and and maybe some others that I missed. And the first one that came to my mind is relationships. Consider the difference in value added to our life between having a multitude of superficial relationships, whether they're business or personal relationships, versus having a small group of mindfully curated relationships with people who actually mean something to you and to whom you mean something. Uh, I, I think we would all agree that we get more value out of that small group of friends that Um, we really have a meaningful connection with, uh, and we will talk more about uh, it in a business context as well. One writer that I read um, asked a very thought-provoking question uh, that I think maybe all of us should consider. Would you rather be in a relationship with someone who is constantly accessible, but so you're getting quantity, right, of, of their time, but doesn't really care about you or with someone who makes an effort to get to know you 
and is there for you when you need them. Something worth considering. Is it better, more satisfying, more rewarding to be in a relationship with with someone who, you know, they're around all the time, but you they don't really care that much about you? Or maybe someone who's not always there, but there when you need them, but actually cares and has really made an effort to get to know you. I, I know what my answer to that would be, but I, I'd be interested to know what yours is. So thinking about this concept of quality over quantity in relationships, I think of friends. In a world where people amass hundreds of so-called friends, and I'm using air quotes here, on social media, we all feel more isolated and alone than ever. There are lots of studies that confirm this, and I will link to a couple of articles in the show notes here where they talk about studies that have been done that show... um, Time and time again, we are more lonely and isolated than we ever were, even though we're connected, so so to speak, 24-7 on social media. And in fact, there are studies that seem to show that, that the more time people spend on social media, particularly teenagers, but not only teenagers, the more alone and lonely and isolated they feel. So having, you know, hundreds or thousands of people who have, you know, friended you on Facebook is not the same thing as having meaningful relationships with friends. It's much more rewarding and fulfilling to have a few true friends, those who know you and who you know, those to whom you can bear your soul in meaningful conversations, on whom you can rely for support, encouragement, and a helping hand when needed, and to whom you can return that favor. Those people with whom you have a history, however long or short, and and a, a period of time, whether it's a lifetime or a shorter time, of shared experiences and inside jokes. Those kinds of friends are harder to find as an adult, but worth the effort. And I just think this is really a place where the quality of our friendships matters much more than the quantity of people we can call friends. Uh, A a man named Frank Sonnenberg is quoted as saying, while the number of friends may feed your ego, it will never satisfy your heart. And I agree 100%. Similarly, in this area of relationships, um, quality over quantity matters with respect to clients or customers in our business life. Uh, The Pareto principle talks about how applied here basically says that 20% of your clients or customers provide 80% of your income and your, your business results. And there are business and marketing experts that note that retaining A few good, that 20% of customers or clients is much more efficient and productive than going out and finding lots and lots of new clients. And again, I have a couple of articles on this subject that I'll link in the show notes. I thought that was just interesting. The, The quantity doesn't necessarily add much value. It's that 20% of quality customers that really will make a difference. Now, On the other hand, quantity can matter here uh, in this area of relationships. Um, To find those special few close friends or good clients or even a spouse 
you might need to have a lot of interactions with a lot of people um, because you don't know until you invest some time whether that person you met at, you know, at the store or at work or whatever is going to, could be someone more meaningful to you. And so you got to get, put yourself out there, I guess is what I'm saying. It's just important that we don't mistake numbers for value added to your life or to theirs for that matter. The second area where I think the quality over quantity uh, approach may matter is time, how we spend it, what we do with it, and how much we invest in various places. Now, some have said there is no such thing as quality time. There's only quantity time. And there is some truth in this in various areas. Our kids, for example, need lots of our time and attention. Uh, American singer Josh Turner is quoted as saying, you hear about the quality time a lot, but I really think that quantity time with a person is really what strengthens a relationship. That's when you really get to know somebody. You get to know their strengths and their weaknesses, and that brings you closer. And I don't disagree to to really get to know someone uh, and really build a relationship. There is a need for a certain quantity of time. But simply being in the same space with a person for hours at a time won't necessarily build a relationship. And whether you're talking about your kids or your spouse or anybody else, the quality of that time also matters in the sense of, and by quality here, I'm talking about how much of your attention they actually have while you're with them. You can spend all day in the house with your kids and not really invest anything of value if your attention is somewhere else. And I I get it. We all have lots of things going on in our lives and investing lots of time with people can be a challenge. Um, I'm, I've been there. I'm, I'm there now. I have to work a lot. It's very difficult for me to, to carve out time to invest in even the relationships that matter most to me. The, the quantity of time does matter but especially when your time is you know precious and short the quality of the time you spend with the people that you care about or that you'd like to care about really matters and actor leo christopher has said there's only one thing more precious than our time and that's what we spend it on and i really liked that Uh, And so if we reach the end of a day or a week or a month or year and feel unsatisfied, if we feel like the time has just passed with no results that really bring us joy or the satisfaction of accomplished goals or, or built relationships or whatever else, if that's happening, it's worth the effort to look at what we're actually spending our time on and evaluate whether that time was spent in quality ways. A third area where quality over quantity really matters is stuff, things, possessions. Um, Quality matters. Um, I think of things like clothes. Uh, You know, we can buy, it's easy to buy lots and lots of cheap stuff, but it's a better investment in most cases to buy quality up front for the reasons we talked about earlier, that it's going to hold up better, it's going to fit better, all of those things. Fashion designer Vivienne Westwood urges us to buy less, choose well, make it last. Quality, not quantity, she says. 
And she goes on to say, everybody's buying far too many clothes. She says, I mean, I know I'm lucky. I can just take things and borrow them and I'm just okay because she was a designer. But she says, I hate having too many clothes. If you are you know, low in funds, if she, she encourages us that it doesn't mean you have to just buy anything cheap. If you don't have lots of money, instead of buying six cheap things, buy one thing that you really like. She also notes, as we sort of touched on earlier, she said in, in this one article that I read, choosing quality, not quantity is the most environmentally friendly thing you can do. Same thing applies to furniture, for instance. Quality furniture is more durable and it's often more comfortable. It's going to last longer uh, and you're going to get your money's worth out of it in a way that cheap stuff, you you know, won't necessarily give you. Now, sometimes you want the cheap stuff. I think of, you know, when I buy like summer sundresses or things like that for just wearing for everyday use, I'll buy, you know, something inexpensive from Walmart or Target or somewhere like that uh, because I'm not, I'm not buying it to last for a long time. I'm buying it for a specific season. But for uh, the bulk of our, you know, for the mainstays of our wardrobe, for our furniture and other things like that, it's probably worth it to invest in quality and buy fewer of those things. Same thing I was thinking about, you know, decor for our homes. Depending on the look you're going for, consider whether a few carefully chosen high quality pieces will give you more satisfaction and joy than filling your space with lots of cheaper stuff. Um, Remember a few episodes back, we talked about the value of white space. Fewer things, but better uh, that meaning things that you really love will shine if they're not obscured or overwhelmed by having lots and lots of stuff around them. So this may be a case where we're going to want to invest in some quality decor rather than a lot of cheap stuff. And certainly things like tools, better quality tools will help us get the job done more efficiently, more effectively, and with less frustration because they're going to work better, do the job better. So possessions are certainly an area where it's worth considering this concept of quality over quantity. And number four on my list was, uh, or and not necessarily number four in in rank, but it's just as I thought of it, was things like activities and experiences. Uh, We can certainly fill up our days with activity that adds no value or meaning to our life, or we can choose to focus our very finite time, energy, and attention on a few activities and experiences that are important to us, that bring us satisfaction or joy or a sense of significance and meaning. Too much in terms of activities and experiences just results in overwhelm, exhaustion, and stress and we end up neither enjoying them or nor getting any value out of them. So as we consider, what, you know, this goes back to this issue of time that we talked about earlier. As we consider what to do with our time, and, and we are given opportunities to agree to activities or sign up for experiences or whatever, we should consider the quality of those activities and those experiences in terms of what they contribute to your life and choose fewer of them, but more quality ones. Uh, Number five 
on my list that I thought about was work or effort. This is an area where quality matters more than quantity, I think. As we think about our work, more isn't necessarily better. Doing quality work, expending quality effort actually matters. Um, uh, One quote that I read said, because it demonstrates that someone cares enough to make the additional effort, quality is vital. Um, And Brian Tracy, who I've I've mentioned him in the past, he said it gave us a good reminder. He says it's quantity of time at home and quality of time at work that counts. Don't mix them up. And I I liked that reminder. He's reminding us to consider working to support our life at home rather than the other way around. Um, Whether our paid work or our household chores, we can be more efficient and effective and accomplish more in less time if when we go to work, we are giving our best quality attention and focus. Uh, Spending more time won't get you results if it's low quality work, if it's low quality attention, low quality focus. On the other hand, it's it's important to note that when it comes to work or effort, and again, this is whether it's paid work or or you know a hobby or whatever, quantity of time actually does matter in our work, in the sense of the more we practice, the better we get. Uh, with the caveat that that's true if it's quality practice. Um, There's the idea that has been put out there that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in anything. You've got to put the time in uh, to get the skills and develop the skills. Um, You know, we know that it's, it's often talked about to become an excellent writer or painter or piano player, you've got to write a lot or paint a lot or play a lot. So when we are learning a skill... Uh, that maybe adds value to our life and to the world around us, the quantity of time does matter. We've got to put in the time to get good at this thing we want to do. But even at that, quality matters in how those many hours are used. Uh, I don't remember, I think it was one of our daughter's piano teachers years ago had a sign on the wall uh, of her piano studio that studio that said, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. And so it, only perfect practice makes perfect. Whatever you practice, however you practice, that becomes permanent. It may not be perfect. So if you're practicing sloppy playing of the piano or sloppy painting of pictures or sloppy writing, that's what you're practicing all those many hours of doing, that's what will become permanent in your life. So yes, we need to put in a number of hours uh, for the work that we're doing or the effort that we're putting forth, but we want it to, those to be quality hours. Um, number six on my list was, and this is the last area that I kind of thought of for this, is where, where quality versus quantity matters, and that's knowledge. Gathering up tons of useless facts isn't necessarily as beneficial as going deep and getting a deep understanding 
of a smaller area of knowledge. Calvin Coolidge is quoted as saying, knowledge comes, but wisdom lingers. It may not be difficult to store up in the mind a vast quantity of facts within a comparatively short time, but the ability to form judgments requires the severe discipline of hard work and the tempering heat of experience and maturity. So, it's the, the quality of the effort we put into this and the quality of the knowledge that we're gathering. Um, William Ellery Channing, who's an early 19th century preacher and abolitionist, believed that it is not the quantity but the quality of knowledge that determines the mind's dignity. So gathering up lots of facts isn't necessarily adding value to our life as much as deeply understanding a smaller universe of of information and knowledge, a smaller area. Uh, In the business sense, this matters as well. There's an American academic hedge fund manager, investor, and writer named Joel Greenblatt who urged the, the business community, remember, it's the quality of your ideas, not the quantity, that will result in the big money. You got to have, you know, you can make much more profit from one really good idea than tons of mediocre ones. Now, that being said, this is another area where quantity can matter. We have a better chance of finding that quality idea if we intentionally try to come up with and capture lots of ideas. And the same thing is true of knowledge. Um, digging digging deep is, is important, though, and the quality of our knowledge matters. So basically, how can we make our life reflect quality? I think we, like everywhere else, we simply start by being aware of things, thinking about what does quality mean to me. Uh, remember the definition that we talked about at the beginning was the the degree of excellence. What does that mean in you know one of these areas that I talked about or any other area of your life? What does quality look like? What does it feel like? And how can I know it when I see it? So becoming aware is the first step. And then in every area, choose intentionally with thought and care those quality items, those quality activities, that quality use of our time, etc. In his excellent book, Essentialism, which we've talked about before on this podcast, Greg McEwen encouraged us to adopt the motto, less but better, in every area of our life. And for me, that's a wise motto for all of us to consider. So those are some thoughts I had on this concept of making a life that matters through a focus on quality versus quantity in various areas of our life. I'd love to know what you think about this. What did I miss? Is there an area that I should have talked about that where you think quality matters? Or do you disagree and think quantity is just as important? I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Or if there's an area of your life where McEwen's mantra of less but better could be put into practice to improve the quality of your life. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. You can share those in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 413. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page 
or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, we can always have that conversation there. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts about this or anything else for that matter with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, ideas, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you feel like it was a, a quality use of your time. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.